welcome back to the third edition of the pod. And the first edition with the new name Spandex Planet. Uh, I thought that one was kind of funny and also just simpler and just like it better. So that's that's what I'm going to call it. I get a little um, maybe obsessive compulsive about names and I'm always just thinking of different names. And I think hopefully this one's just going to stick and I, I think it will. I think it rolls off nicely. There's nothing else called that anywhere. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's been an interesting week in the world of professional wrestling, um, more so in WWE, as it was the first week after WrestleMania, so there was the, you know, Raw after Mania, we had Lars Sullivan, Undertaker return, guys from SmackDown on Raw, and then on SmackDown we had guys from Raw on SmackDown, so on and so forth, really teasing the superstar shakeup, and I'm interested to see what they're going to do uh, with the Superstar shakeup because I almost feel like with all the unification talk, like maybe maybe we're going to do something with the brand split being dissolved or I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's always kind of an exciting time. Uh, it's interesting to see Kofi as champion, as WWE champion, and Seth as universal champion. A lot of injuries coming out of Mania. No AJ. I know Nia Jax was injured. Uh, we had some call-ups. Some um, Lars Sullivan, specifically, who I just thought was kind of like done, but that just, you know, can't believe everything you read on the internet, I guess, and that really proves that point. But before we get into that, let's kind of get into our our main objective here on the pod and talk about some tales from the Southern Indies and kind of get into um, my time there. We're going to jump around the timeline a little bit. The last pod, I was very, very early in my, in my run, and I think at this point, we're going to jump ahead to the first time that Mike and I got booked somewhere other than our home, our home, uh, promotion, our home company. So at this point we are wrestling in Nashville every, I don't know, every weekend at least, but sometimes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes just Saturday, sometimes just Friday, Saturday. And, uh, there, there was one point and maybe I'll go back and tell this story. It's just not really something of note because we just had a terrible match against each other at one point in Memphis for PPW, um, working with superstar Bill Dundee and uh, Randy Hales, who became a huge butt of a lot of our jokes. Um, and so maybe I'll get into that a little bit later. But I, uh, other than that, really, we kind of just stayed around our USWO at the Stadium Inn in Nashville and. Uh, there was a guy that would come and and uh, watch us, and he was always like a big fan of ours. And I think looking back at the matches that he was watching, I'm happy that he was because I think you know we had a ways to go. But he obviously saw some potential, and he worked closely with the promoter for this company, and um, he had been like a manager or you know managed folks um, in character at our um, home promotion probably years before we were there and just kind of had bounced around like middle Tennessee area. And uh, he had seen us and 
was in the back in the locker room. I call it a locker room. It was really just a weird little like kitchen area almost. It was gross. But uh, he was back there and he kind of just was like, hey, you know, I I co-book this company called FTW, which was Fuse, Fusion Tradition Wrestling. And, and it was a few hours away from us. And he just thought it would be cool if we came and uh, checked it out. And he honestly, he just was like, hey, do you guys want a booking? And this was our first time somebody actively coming to us and trying to book us. And so, you know, obviously we were pretty stoked about it. And you know, with this company that we'd be booked at, this it wasn't a huge company, um, but the guys there had a very close, tight knit relationship, and they took it very seriously, which is great. It's not a bad thing. Um, didn't necessarily draw a lot, but the guys there, there, there was some quality talent there, and just you know, there was a lot of good dudes there. And this is really where we shaped our characters. To be honest with you, we came in with as Josh Prada and Mike Revick as we had been with our mismatched attires. Um, I had graduated from my zebra print singlet to my baby face Asics singlet from Academy Sports. <laughs> uh, it was like a basically a middle schooler's amateur wrestling singlet so that was cool and uh our our white and gold kick pads or red and gold on one leg white on the other um and uh we were just kind of doing you know just trying to learn really so this guy his name is nick his his wrestling name was nick white and he uh he gets us booked and he he puts in a good word for us with the guy that was running that company at the time and his name was Mike Promo uh was the the promoter um he was somebody who just you know he had a good good honestly mind a lot of suggestions good good uh well spoken guy um and just really really cared about his company which is great man i think that that's awesome and um so they brought us in we drove for the first time on a wrestling road trip, uh, Nashville was about you know thirty to forty five minutes away, and this first place we we went was uh, man I don't know probably a good two hours, and we had to drive up this big long mountain, and we called it Grinch Village as we were driving up it um, because it kind of looked like where the Grinch lived. So we drive up this place we've never been before, um, pull up to the the location. Head in, and I mean, all the dudes there were pretty cool, man. I, I I liked, you know, everyone. We got to meet some dudes. Um, we had researched it beforehand, and they had some guys there that were putting on, like, really good matches, like Toby Farley and uh, Caleb Courageous, and uh, I can't think of... There was someone else that we watched that, that worked there that we thought were, were, were cool or did, had fun matches. Anyway, so we get booked there, and we got booked into, like, some weird, like, tag team, or not tag team, but, like, elimination six-way match or something. And, uh, I mean, honestly, we had a really good experience there. Everyone was very charismatic and very, like, accommodating and nice and just, it was a good time, man. Um so we go in, we make introductions, we meet all the dudes we're in the match with. I feel like one of the dudes in the match was probably a dick, but that's par for the course at this point. Um, you kind of come to expect that when you go somewhere new because dudes are trying to kind of posture up and um, let you know that they 
know what they're doing or they're a big deal or whatever. And it was fine. So we, uh, you know, we, I don't really recall what the process looked like. I know that Mike and I came up with our spots, um, as we normally do when we wrestle each other. And, uh, we kind of just went out there and it certainly was not a packed show. Um, but it was really our first time getting in there and mixing up with a lot of different dudes because where we wrestled at the USWO, we pretty much like interchanged between five or six different people. And that's it that we wrestled. And, this was a really unique experience, and that's why I say that, you know, luckily everyone was really cool, and we were just trying to put on a good match and, and work together, and I think that, you know, Nick probably talked us up a little bit, which is pretty cool, um, and so guys kind of just welcomed us right in. So we go out, there's probably eight or nine people in the audience, and that's fine, this is kind of the way it goes, but, you know, they had an announce table, which was pretty cool, uh, that was unique. And uh, we went out there and and did a couple of spots, and it was a lot of like two in the ring at a time, so it would be like a tag in to get in the ring type of situation, and it was elimination. Uh, I think I got a couple of cool moves in, which I was really proud of myself because they looked good against some guy I'd never been in with before. We get tagged out. Um, oh, and then. So I feel like I eliminated Mike first, or I can't remember. Somebody pushed, you know, because we really alluded to the fact that we were a tag team. You know, we shook hands and stuff. And I feel like someone tripped someone and rolled them up, or I can't remember. And it was just a funny little spot. And and one thing that really sticks out is um, one of the guys we got along with the best there was Caleb Courageous. And so he was, I you know, a high-flying type of guy. So he did a lot of flippies and flappies and stuff and uh i remember he went up and did a spiral tap and he kind of slipped off the top rope and i had seen him do the spiral tap on on youtube and if you don't know what that is um i guess youtube and google it it's a move that aj styles really made popular uh, at least in my eyes and it's just kind of uh i don't think it's quite the cancun tornado because i feel like a cancun tornado is what ultimo dragon used to do Anyway, it's getting way too down the rabbit hole. But I think it's it's basically a forward, like, corkscrew senton bomb is, is what it is. So he kind of slips off the top rope, and he gets the full spin in, but then he lands directly on his head and kind of missed who he was aiming for. And so that was, that was really scary. Um, I literally thought he broke his neck, and the dude he missed like tags me in and i'm like oh my god so i kind of just ran up and put him in a rest hold and i'm like hey man are you okay and he's like i think so but just like tag me out or whatever and uh that happened and and i don't really recall how the match ended or whatever because it wasn't a big deal um he ended up being fine he just i remember him saying that he would never do that ever again so uh we after the match, we go to the back, and I think we had a really good time, and, and it was pretty well-received, and um, Mike Promo, the guy, you know, he's like, hey, good match, um, I have an idea for characters for you guys, and, you know, I felt like that was a really cool idea, um, that's, no one has ever really done that for us before, so, you know, we were young, and we had zero, little to no facial hair, probably more on the side of no facial hair and uh 
So um, he thought we looked like models, I guess, and not in a weird way, but just like, you know, we were just like young, like skinny white dudes, really. And we were wrestling with all these like Southern guys who were, you know, some of them just looked a little grizzled or, or rough and we didn't. So he gave us an idea and he wanted us to be the Hollisters, um, like the brand Hollister. And he pretty much said, that's an idea. You guys run with it, make it what you want to make it. And so I think that was something where seeing someone take an interest in us and try to help us with some sort of like gimmick and like really wanted to keep us as a tag team and, and book us um, was just, that was the first time. And, and, and I think the way that it was handled, it really made us feel a sense of like loyalty um, to them. And it was just cool to be booked. And so um, Mike promo really had a good idea of where he wanted things to go. And there's a few other dudes that, that were like trying to help him with creative. I did air quotes and you can't see me, but I did air quotes creative and, uh, kind of tried to book out this thing with these two guys, Draven Lee and James Cole. They're both still wrestling out in middle Tennessee and they had been working for a little while and just had not really ever made their mark. So they felt like they were a great like foil. Draven Lee dressed like that. his gimmick at the time was really like the crow or like a sting type of thing. Um, but a little more like, I don't know. I think like a cross between like present day Finn Balor demon and like a crow type character, a lot of tattoos and face paint and stuff like that. And then James Cole was like a basically wanted to be edge, <laughs> like the rated R superstar rock star edge, uh, but with short hair. Um, and both super, super nice guys. Like, honestly, like two of the nicest dudes ever. Um, and w- they're going to be in a lot of these stories because we would end up kind of feuding with them for honestly, like almost a full year throughout different promotions. So this is what really kicked it off. So he gave us the Hollisters and we didn't really know where to go with it. We're just thinking Hollister. So we put on, uh, like I don't know what they're called, Bermuda shorts. They're just like those like plaid looking shorts. And um, we, you know, I had a singlet. I still had some baby fat on me. So I'd like those over a singlet and just, it looked awful, but I didn't know really what else to do. Um, so Mike and I would spend so much time like trying to design stuff and, and money was short at this time too. So it's not like we were going to get this like crazy, you know, intricate gear made. Um, so we kind of had to work with what we had and we sort of dressed like that anyway. I wore Bermuda shorts and polos sometimes and stuff that looked ridiculous looking back, but we kind of just took that. We really dove into the, like, let's gel our hair into faux hawks and make sure we have no facial hair. And, um, just we're, we're trying to shape a gimmick and we had like Abercrombie and Fitch, like hoodies that we'd come out with. And so we were, you know, working that out and we get books again for another show um, with them, their next show where we could debut the Hollister gimmick. And it was a lot of fun to, like I said, not only have a gimmick, but, but be able to be creative and try to come up with something. And it was hard sometimes to figure out what we wanted to do as characters. And so somebody kind of presenting an idea to us and us being able to work with that was really cool. So we uh, came out. It was a tag match with Draven Cole. Draven Cole? No, Draven Lee James Cole. Um, 
and I feel like how they kicked it off was they did myself versus Draven and Mike versus James Cole first. This show had even less people. Probably five people were there. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, at this point, this company apparently used to be pretty popular in the area and was kind of dying down. So we came in at the tail end, but that's okay. Um, it is what it is. I think the idea behind it is they really wanted it to be the equivalent to ECW is what they were trying to do. And it just didn't have a lot of money behind it, I think. And it that's hard to... It's such a saturated market. It's, it's hard to hard to have a company like that if there's not a lot of money and it's in middle Tennessee. It's just, it's tough. So regardless, we, we go out and we work those matches are terrible and we're, we look stupid with our stupid shorts and we got that feedback immediately. Hey, especially myself, you look stupid in the Bermuda shorts and the singlet. And I'm like, I totally get it, but I'm 20 and insecure and I, or 19 and insecure and I have a beer belly. And so I'm not going to, not wear that um so that kind of evolved the feud and i believe what happened is um they put us maybe the same night in a tag match with them and uh that tag match was a lot of fun this is where we really started getting into our characters and we just started acting like idiots honestly we were always huge fans of chuck taylor and um you know, watching Colt Cabana and like a lot of the comedy style wrestlers. So we wanted to kind of mesh that into our gimmicks. So rather than just being like cocky male models, we were funny. Like we would hug each other and we would scream like girls and call people jerks when we're hitting them. It just, you know, it was fun, man. I I had a lot of fun with it. It was so ridiculous. And this is, you know, they really... Draven and, and Cole really just let us beat the shit out of them, to be honest. And and so we did. I, you know, we kicked them and chopped them. And this is the first time we really worked as heels. So we embraced it. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I think they ended up getting the win with like a roll up or something. And then we attacked their manager afterwards. And um, it what was even more exciting is we had so much freedom that we were able to use our buddy Zach. And and I talked about Zach in the last podcast, how he went to wrestling school with us and he just wasn't really like athletic. It just wasn't for him. And that's fine. He's literally one of the funniest people that I have ever met in my entire life. So him being our manager was a genius idea. But at this point, um, we didn't really know how to work him in and we didn't really talk to the promoter about it. So what we did is we had him in the, in the audience, in the crowd, and we would have him film the matches. And the idea was eventually we'd get him involved somehow. And, uh, he would end up being our biggest fan that would become our, our, our manager. And, uh, that actually ended up kind of being, on on the forefront of things so he was in the crowd and we did something where he maybe got involved in my match or mike's match or he was just screaming right it was going to be a slow burn and i can't remember exactly what happened but they really liked him because he was so funny in the locker room and they let him back there you know he was one of the boys and uh something ended up happening where one of the dudes just kicked the shit out of him in, in the crowd and he knew it was coming i think and he got took like a power bomb or like a pile driver on the floor. We were in a high school gym. 
and it just really got him involved and shocked the, you know, 10 other people in the crowd. And I feel like we came out and saved him or I don't remember what the the whole idea was going to be because that company ended up folding, which was sad, but we, uh, (laughs) <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and we kind of got him involved and people were into the feud man we would upload it on youtube and um people were always talking about it and we were writing in you know what we wanted to do and it was a lot of fun uh, i've said that 50 times because looking back i just think those were some of the f- more fun times that we had in the business and um i have fond memories even though the matches weren't great the people were pretty cool and uh, we were having a good time and I think that's the most important thing. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to come up with, with characters. And um, we have the Hollister thing down. And I think that that's, that was, we were, we were really running with it. I knew there was some guys that worked around the area, like Shane Hollister. But it happens, man. Like, we were a tag team. We were doing something different. So... I was okay with it. And uh, we came up with the greatest idea for entrance music. We used to come out to this band, The Color Morale, and uh, a song called Humanican. It was just like a, like a metalcore song. And with these new characters, we found one of our favorite music videos, which was Through the Night by Grum. Um, it's like an electronic band and the music video, they were like cops and it was just really funny. And I'm like, man, why could that not be our, our entrance theme? It's so ridiculous. And so we created that and that's where things really started to kick off because it was so much different than what everyone else was doing in the area that it it really made us stand out. And I think that that's, that's, what's important is standing out. And I think, you know, if we would have kept going, um, things maybe would have been different, but basically that company, that FTW company ended up having some financial troubles and it ended up closing down, which was, it was sad. Um, but it, it happened, you know, they, they're running shows once a month, you know, we were wrestling at the USWO, um, in between that. And those are really the only two places we were working. And so, it was kind of a bummer, but one of the guys that used to work there, who I mentioned earlier, Toby Farley, um, had a plan already in the works, and he was creating his own pro wrestling company in the area. Um, I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall with with FTW, and I think him and Mike Promo maybe had some kind of fallout, as that just tends to be what happens in wrestling in general. Um, a lot of egos and just a lot of I guess just really what it is is ego, just male pride, um, and it's part of the, it's the name of the game. And um, so he had an idea to um, start his own company. And what was awesome about that is that um, because we had, you know, what I'm thinking of this backwards. So they did not have their falling out yet, but the FTW maybe Mike had a fallout with someone else, and I think. Mike and Toby were working together to create this new company is what it was because Mike is the one who wanted us to come over still. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So man, this podcast is really refreshing my memory. I haven't relived a lot of this stuff in, in, you know, like eight years. So this, that makes way more sense. Right. So they were starting their own company and I think it started with a tournament. Um, and it was called pride pro wrestling. Um, and so, it was the Pride Initiative was the main show, and I believe 
it was like FTW was closed for a few months. So when they let us know they were doing that and they wanted us to be involved in this opening, like nine or, or 16 or something, man, it was some weird number. It was like nine or 14 or something weird for a tournament. Um, anyway, 14 man or whatever tournament. It was, it was really cool. Um, we were really, really excited and we were just kind of getting into our, our character so this is when we started investing more. We uh, f- reached out to Easy Money, who is known for his run in ECW um, and WCW a little as Jason Jett. And uh, he creates wrestling gear. So we reached out to him and we came up with a really, really cool design for our tag team gear, our first ever custom tag gear. And that was a debacle, but it got made. And, and you know, we looked cool shit finally for the first time. We had matching gear. Um, I still wore a singlet um, and, and Mike wore trunks. So I think, you know, aesthetically we were pleasing. Um, we offset each other. And we had that big show coming up. And so... Things were um, really, really looking good. And I think on the next one, I'll continue this and really talk about, you know, that PPW. And then there certainly was a falling out with Toby and Mike. And I foreshadowed that accidentally earlier. Um, But we'll kind of get into that as well. And guys, I do have a Twitter up. Just go ahead and search Spandex Planet Pod on Twitter. My Twitter handle specifically is SpandexPod. Because Spandex Planet was taken, which is sad. Um, But, um, you know, apparently there are more inhabitants on that planet. It was a really lame thing to say. And like I said, this is is new for me. And so I'm still kind of learning how to speak into a microphone and edit and have it sound okay. So if you do see me on Twitter, feel free to please give me some suggestions, give me some feedback. If you're enjoying it, just let me know. Um, If there's certain topics you'd like me to cover, questions, things like that, hopefully I will have answers. And uh, the next time we're back at you, we will kind of go over the PPW Pride Initiative thing I was talking about, the tournament, and my experience with that, and we'll see what other wrestling-related news comes up in the meantime. I know I'm enjoying it. Thanks for listening, and uh, for Spandex Planet, this has been 